Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can hear EastEnders. <laughs> so, sorry. So sorry. I can't. I've got my headphones in, so I can't. Sorry, I've muted it now, so we're ready to go. We're ready to go. There's no more EastEnders. No more EastEnders. <laughs> You've got the volume of about 42, but you can't hear it. Yes. Just, just, just Andy and I can. I could just hear, I heard somebody drop something there. I could hear every single click and Fowler's keyboard there, but I can't hear EastEnders, but you all can. And a weird quirk of fate there. Bloody hell. Right, ready. Let's, let's talk about football. Let's have, let's, let's have a well earned laugh. <sighs> Right, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, let's go. Let's go. Just, uh, just knocked over a bookcase. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to add an extra book to the thing. Right, that's fine. Uh, um, we give it, uh, give it the 30 second countdown. 30, 29. <laughs> <laughs> right. That reminds right. me, there's a bit in uh, Borat where there's a bit in Borat where uh, it wasn't the movie, but it was the TV. It was when he was part of the, like the eleven o'clock show where he went to. He was in the United States and he gave this speech to, and he said, "I'd like to have a I'd like to have hold a, a silent memorial for this genocide in Kazakhstan." And everyone's like, "Fair enough, right? Let's begin a fifteen-minute silence." <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. Oh dear. Okay. All right. Uh, right. Let's uh, let's go. Uh, I, I this time, one hundred percent. We're definitely doing it this time. One hundred percent. I always fuck up the, uh, the intro as well, so probably it will go in the second take. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Thursday. Oh, fucking hell, man. Are we doing Thursday? Are we, are we saying it's Thursday? Thursday Just say it, just say it's the Terrace Podcast. It doesn't matter. Oh, you I, date I, it I, automatically. If someone that's tunes it, in tomorrow, they'll be like, oh, where's Friday's episode? I'm, I'm a day what, later. I won't listen stopped. to this. That's why I stopped. That's fine. I'll go oh, again. I told, my goodness. I just, I, the, the first one's a wee practice run for me. Always, it's just uh, what the podcast is going to be. Just This is like a Samuel Beckett play. <laughs> Aye, outkicks! <laughs> Fucking hell! 
This is, this is like oh, a Samuel yeah. Beckett play where nothing gets done. It's just this is like metaphor for life. Just loads of kerfuffle, but nothing actually happens. I just like see it's, see when Fowler said right that's you, that's us recording. I think that should this this should just all be part of the show. Aye, this Aye. is the first five minutes. Yeah, just put out the the actual stuff we're talking about in the page. It's, <clears throat> it's, it's a real peek behind the curtain. <laughs> it's like a horrible peek behind the curtain. It's like catching an old man putting on a pair of trousers. It's like you, you just don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see it. Uh, uh, right. We'll have to. Uh, all right, here we go. Well, good. Yeah, please. Right, can can not... we? If that's okay, can we? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. Right, right, this time, 100% this time. This time. This time. Right. This is I promise. Andy, do you promise me this is the time? <laughs> I promise you. If I make a mistake, I'm just going to go with it. I don't, it doesn't matter this time. Let's just, let's just rock and roll. Right, okay. As I've never said to anyone before. Um, all right, three. I don't know why I'm counting down anyway. I'll just have a bit of silence and then I'll start. Welcome to this Paris Scottish Football Podcast. I nearly said what day we were uh, recording on again there. Uh, we are here with uh, myself, Andy Harrow, and I've got two very special people that uh, I'm doing the podcast with. Uh, you will know them both from the TV show, A View From The Terrace, and also from this podcast sometimes on a Thursday. <laughs> uh, I have Sean McGuigan. Hello there. <laughs> and I've got Craig Telfer. That's the worst introduction That's anyone's terrible. ever given me really at awful. any platform. I, uh, you may know them from the television <laughs> or this podcast, which sometimes they are on, on a Thursday. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I. Uh, that's why I generally have to sort of write something down from my introduction and... and uh, I obviously don't have time you to, know what, to write I'm it. People, so. I, I you know people say that. You know when people say it's gone Titanic? You know when people say something's gone Titanic? At least the Titanic had about like a couple of days of good cruising before the iceberg. This is Challenger. <laughs> this, people people, forget, this is people Challenger. sometimes forget the first three or four minutes of, of that Challenger journey. No, it was, minutes, it, was seconds. it was about 13 seconds it was in there before it blew up. Yeah. That's we got, we got a Hi, Andy's hello was probably the best thing about it. Then when he said, I'm not, I'm not supposed to say what day of the week it's recorded, that was the equivalent of when the fuel tanker blew up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I can only hope that the, the rest of the podcast goes slightly better than my introduction where I, I barely mentioned either of you. I, I haven't even mentioned what on earth we're supposed to be talking about. I can't uh, even remember. No. <laughs> we're uh, it's a sort of inside the inside the actor studio sort of thing we're going to do. Um, no, we're, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about some of the best moments from the Scottish lower leagues from uh, the summer, really, from twenty the summer of twenty twenty. All th- 
all the way through till just now. Uh, we're going to do about 45 minutes on our, our standard show and then we're going to uh, do a few more over about 20 minutes on the Patreon. Uh, and uh, yeah, we have a list compiled. Uh, we'll go through that list and... Uh, Yes, I'll be the I'll be the kind of Joel uh, Joel or Fowler are usually in this in this position and they kind of butt a joke. So that I'm happy as has already started. I'm happy to be in that position today. I think this is the first time I've ever done one with with both of you guys. Actually, not sure I've ever done a podcast with, uh, with both. It's, it's like you're the substitute teacher and we're uh, we're just mucking about. Like I'm pretending I'm Sean McGuigan and he's Craig Telford. You know, we give the <laughs> give the wrong names for the register. That uh, that that kind of thing. Put attack yeah. in your chair. I don't know. Uh, well, well, we make a we we'll make a uh, long-awaited start. So the, the first, I'd fucking please. love it. I'd fucking love it if we could start. <laughs> That'd be tremendous. Thank you. The uh, the first one we have got for uh, today is number one, uh, which is always a good place to start. It's George Galloway attending Palmerston and all hell breaking loose. I th- I think the only way is down from here because this by far and away I don't think this is just the most absurd thing to happen in the Scottish lower leagues I don't think it's necessarily the most absurd thing to happen in Scottish football I think this was perhaps one of the most curious episodes in the past 10 years in this country's history Uh, gorgeous George Galloway the (laughs) disgraced Labour politician inexplicably pitched up at Palmerston for a match against Dundee. Uh, Dunhamer's lost at 3-1 on Boxing Day and there was no prior explanation as to what he was doing there other than he tweeted some pictures from it and then a bunch of fans, quite rightly, said, what on earth are you doing there? And he was like, I think you want to watch your tone with the way you're talking to me. Because uh, with the insinuation that he was uh, he was using his celebrity to draw attention towards the the club, but of course it had the the complete opposite impact. Fans were outraged, and then on top of that, the board released one statement apologising for it, saying we are sorry if we hurt your feelings, mm. uh, and then a second one saying yeah we're sorry about saying we're sorry we hurt your feelings. Just a, a shambles from uh, like it was like sort of like your introduction, Andy, but slightly mm-hmm. worse. Um, uh, just a well, shambles from top it, to bottom. Yes, it would, it would have been like as if I'd that was my second go at the introduction. That's what it would have been like. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, you, you know, it's bad when it ends up in the garden uh, as I kind of full page article. Uh, and it, it, what, what was the worst part of it? Was it was it the fact that Galloway was there at all? So so. In the first statement, Queen of the South said that George Galloway was allowed to be there and was kind of adhering to all the COVID protocols and he was within his kind of family bubble and everything. And then obviously in the second one, they said that it was... uh, that that was all been agreed before the, the the new restrictions came in, and he shouldn't have been allowed at all, and that's why they were sort of apologising. But what, what what was the worst part? Was it the I, was it George I, Galloway himself, or was it was it Queens for for the sort of non apology to start with, and then backing down sheepishly later? The, the, there was there was three things for me that I particularly enjoyed. The first. The first is just, is just basically what I was imagining was happening in the Queen of South boardroom. So they obviously, I, I do believe that they arranged for him to come when the restrictions weren't in place. Then either either forgot that he was coming or just thought to themselves, you know something, let, let's just leave it. Let, let's just not say he can't come anymore because it might be more trouble than it's worth. Let, let's just let him in. Nobody will know anything. <laughs> Nobody will be any the wiser. <laughs> and, and then he'll just leave and it'll be absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, 
all the way through, I was kind of, as it, as it escalated and escalated and they put pictures up and then on, on Twitter and then people were responding and then it was escalating in there. Then it went to Pine Bovril. Then it was in the newspapers. Then it was on news. And to picture the board members contorted faces as it got worse and worse and worse. So, so that was the first one. That like they're like mm-hmm. the kind of picture on their 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 brains kind of going ten to the dozen. How are we going to get out of this? Uh, the second one was kind of Galloway's partial explanation when he said, "I think you'll find I have five season tickets for me and my family and." Mm. I am a potential sponsor and I am bringing this club to the attention of millions. And then the, the person who actually sponsors their jerseys replied to me, mm-hmm. well, I, I sponsor their jerseys and I give them a lot of money and I can't get in. Oh, <laughs> and then the, the last one was, uh, the, the last one was the fact that Queen of South had a kind of, kind of mealy-mouthed apology. The, mm. Basically the first apology was like, we're a wee bit sorry if you're if you're not very happy if you if you're disappointed at us we're sorry about that and then I think it was it the next day was it literally the next day they kind of, they mm-hmm. apologised for their apology it was just it was pathetic and I presumed I as much as this was nothing to do with Queen of South performing on the park I used this as evidence that Queen of South were definitely getting relegated this season because there was such a yeah. Wraith Rovers 2015 16 mm-hmm. vibe reeking off them because they could do nothing right on the park, nothing right off the park, and they just looked amateurish and pathetic. And uh, since then, they've been lost the game. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd come, agree with that 100%, Sean. It was just one of the things I did enjoy. One of the things I enjoyed, there's, uh, if, if anyone if who uses Pine Bovril will be familiar with this, there's a poster on Pine Bovril, a uh, Queen of the South fan called Skyline Drifter. I, and I'll, I'll be honest, Skyline Drifter has been incredibly helpful to me in the past. I think, and he's obviously works at Queen of the South and he's got a, a good grasp of like administrative rules and how and why things work. So he's very vocal on other things club's threads is when people are talking about say they need an emergency loan he'll explain the rules to them uh, but interestingly enough when his own club was through the shitter he was nowhere to be seen <laughs> a couple of days later he was I think it was when um, Queen of the South beat Queen's Park in the Scottish Cup they beat them 3-0 at Hamden I, I was commenting on the thread and, and he replied to uh, he replied to one of my comments I responded back and said uh, with, with talking about the game and then finish with so you're going to tell us what George Galley was doing at Palmerston <laughs> nothing didn't, didn't, didn't hear back from that that was something that I enjoyed just a, a bit of a a gobby guy who's uh, a bit of a big noise on, on the, the internet <clears throat> having nothing to say when his own club was uh, uh, just an, an absurd moment and, and thinking imagine you're like a, a, a young person in Dumfries you're not 100% sure if you want to go and watch um, Queen of the South and think wow George Galloway's there I've got a head down now <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine there was probably a part of it where <laughs> Queens just thought they could they could invite them, and um, there wouldn't yeah. be, you know, nine out of ten people they would have, uh, who who are potentially looking to sponsor the team would have gone down there, not put anything in social media, and gone away again. And nobody would have been any the wiser. Uh, unfortunately for Queen of the South, they decided to give tickets <laughs> to one of the most self-serving, yes. uh, publicity-hungry pricks uh, going. So that was. <laughs> But, you know, that's where the problem started and uh, they only escalated from there, I suppose. Um, well, we talking of uh, teams who have had a bit of a, a disaster on and off the field at times this season, uh, number two is David Hopkin resigns from Morton in a, quote, selfless act after assembling the largest, most unbalanced squad in the lower leagues. Uh, Sean, this was... Uh, 
uh, above a, a strange statement from uh, from Morton. I, I just I, I don't I, I don't get the fact that it was selfless. I mean, he that the, the statement seems to suggest that Morton were now going to save money because they didn't have a manager. Well, that's <laughs> that, that's quite unusual. Norm, normally, teams do need managers, and and he he did he recruited a, a massive massive squad with just one goalkeeper and hundreds of strikers, and it it, it was it it didn't necessarily ring. True. I, uh, I presumed it was more the fact that maybe he didn't have more money to spend, and and then decided that perhaps it, it was time to move on, and he, he saw the writing on the wall rather than necessarily a, a selfish a selfless act that was going to to save Morton money. I thought was quite interesting about this was the fact that if it had been a selfless act, the statement on the club website perhaps would have had a quote from David Hopkins saying that I'm. Um, I really enjoy my time managing Morton but I, I, to safeguard the, the future of the club I think it's best that I move on thoroughly enjoy my time here you know you know, something like that something you would see when a, a manager steps aside but the fact that there wasn't and then subsequently came out that, that I'm sure he was told to to basically sack players am I right in thinking that that, that he was instructed by the board to, to sack players and wouldn't do it so he effectively said well I'm away then am I right in thinking that there's a quote in the statement that says, uh, so it, I think it's on the chairman, it just says, I discussed budgets with Hoppy. I think that's a bit amateurish, I always use his name. Mm. I discussed budgets with Hoppy this morning and we looked at possible ways to improve our financial position and a selfless act, he said he would resign if it would help the club financially. I doubt that was a f- I doubt that was one of the first things that, that come to mind. I would imagine it was I. Probably... Uh, uh, re- reducing the, the the playing staff, for example, and if I'd some kind of uh, set to on the matter, rather than I've I thought of a good way to save you some pounds, I'll leave. That was, uh, I think that he was told the. I think I'm sure it was David Hop- Hopkins was told we need to get rid of the goalkeeper. It's like, well, we've only got one. Exactly. That's going to be the club's USP this season. We just play different players in goals. Have it. It's called having a laugh. Mm-hmm. And instead of the zero goalkeeper policy, they ended up with the zero manager policy. Um, the uh, as to be said, they weren't. They weren't. Good they job. Weren't. Good job. You moved on immediately from the, you didn't. You didn't all a breath there. You just went straight <laughs> on. To, yeah. I know when my jokes are bad, Craig. There's nothing else. I know when they're, they're pretty poor. I, it should be said, I suppose that the uh, they weren't doing very well anyway, were they? So they were. They were seventh, and I think they managed seven points from the first six matches. So it wasn't exactly like they were they were getting rid of somebody. It, it wasn't a George Burley situation here. Um and it was it with hindsight, has it been the, the kind of right decision, if if you can even call it uh that in the first place. Do you know something that the kinda that he had a Hopkin had a, a, a budget to spend and he is not Spent it wisely. The the rumours that he was paying for players out of his own pocket that might be true. I, I, I've no idea, uh, but they have they've become no better and no worse since since he left. Uh, but aye, the, the fact that they're struggling this season is because he has he has spent that budget uh, in in a very bizarre manner. Um, imagine starting a season with one goalkeeper. I mean, that's just that's very odd and to be fair that that might be the the thing that they're least worried about because the one goalkeeper that I've had has, has had a very good season but it's just, it's just weird it's been a weird season for Morton I, I think they'll they'll, they'll they'll probably stay up but it, just just odd just an odd season mm-hmm. for them just an uh, odd club though just a lot of, like, I mean, like a lot of decision making that that that's done at that cl- the club, and you, you hear stories about how the 
they, they train I'm sure there was not somebody that injured themselves because they were they were, there was a rabbit hole on the the training pitch. Am I right in thinking that? I'm, I'm sure that was the case. So there was there was somebody injured themselves because there was a rabbit hole on the the training pitch. See, see if that hasn't happened already at Capolo. It, it almost certainly will soon. Uh, on the <laughs> so that would leave a wee bit of silence there for that. The uh, um, the the hosting duties. This this may be my last time hosting, which would be fine. Um, we uh, the next thing we're going to talk about actually is another Morton thing. Um, talking of uh, them having an odd season, they had a tweet out uh, in February, the start of February, saying that uh, we're hoping that this signing with UEFA Champions League experience could help spur the team on to great things this season uh, and then said 30 minutes and a, a timer, an egg timer uh, Yeah, the, the guy they got in uh, was somebody who came on for two minutes of uh, Tottenham Hotspur's 2017 Champions well, League do, do campaign. Do you know something Andrew? You, you yes. say it's two minutes but yes. I, I got asked a question on a view from the terrace <laughs> and I answered, I gave the answer two minutes and it turned out it was wrong he came on in the, the 88th minute, uh, but he played, was he the four or six minutes? Yeah, right, right, right. uh, so I, I got that question wrong. Uh, but regardless, I don't mind this tweet. It's just uh, it's just a bit of uh, it's just a bit of harmless promotion. But if, I, if I, I was, a, I, would, I would be embarrassed if I was a player though. I don't think I'd want to be known as the as somebody with Champions League experience coming to Morton. Fuck off! Not... See, if you, see, if you, see if I was like sixty and stuff like that, and I was telling my grandkids, I'd be like, I played in the Champions League. Oh, really? Who for? Well, it was uh, for Tottenham Hotspurs against some unpronounceable team yeah, from yeah, an but... Eastern European outpost. I'd be like, well, the fact is, the fact of the matter is that you still played in the, the Champions League. I think that's, uh, I think that's brilliant. No, but yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I would, I'd happily do it. But there's right, a would you tell Andy? Tell you've, you've got, you've got a daughter. Would you tell her if you played in the Champions League? <laughs> no, uh, no, I would. You keep it from her. You keep it from her. Okay. Of course, no, of course, of course, I would tell her. But there's a difference between telling somebody at the end of your career, or you know, your daughter or a, a grandson or something that you played in the Champions League, which is great. That's really cool. As opposed to you know being the big, uh, the big news of a, a signing. Uh, that is not something I'd want to be kind of laboured with because Andy, Andy, a, I... like a joke, and uh, and then the expectations are also kind of over, you know, overly high as well. And do you the, think I, that I... the Morton fans? Do you, sorry, do you think the Morton fans who saw that this guy <laughs> had six minutes of Champions League experience was like, oh my goodness, we've signed? It's like we, we have we have signed the the second coming of George Best. No, I think Morton fans would have been in on the joke. I think this is a and the player himself was probably in on the joke. I think this is just a funny joke that everyone can enjoy. I I I I once got voted man of the match. In a Glendale Plastics Sunday Amateur Fife League, and I am genuinely proud of it. I can only imagine how proud I would be if I played six minutes in the Champions League. I I think he would be fine with it as well. Fine. I, I no, I don't know. I think I think if if I if I'd spent a, a bunch of games somewhere else, that I might be slightly embarrassed. Not 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 embarrassed of playing in the Champions League, but embarrassed that that's the the way I'm kind of announced to the the team. Maybe maybe he doesn't care at all. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, how, how 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 would you have, how would you have improved the tweet? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's let's hear you, big fucking creative, yeah, Colin right. Sandin. There was finger on the button. How would you have improved it? 
All right, I would have said. Um, so what did the what did the tweet say? Let's Spurs check. reserve? Uh, no, no. I said uh, we're hoping this signing of, and I'm just bringing up his uh, thing. So we're hoping the signing of Southend and Doncaster legend uh, will make a big difference to our uh, championship but, but battle. That, but that, but that's a lie. Yeah. That, the the, t- <laughs> well, the Morton Street was factual. What you've said is a lie. <laughs> we can't prove we can't prove that when the eight appearances that he made for Southend that he didn't become a legend. And I think I think there there's a there's a you know you've got some creative license there, whereas the fact that you put out about Tottenham is just uh, yeah it's just overkill. I think. Well, imagine imagine being. Yeah, I tell you, Andy, if I was a football club and you came to me looking for a job in social media, I'd tell you to clear off. <laughs> Craig, I'm 37. I'm no good at social media. That's it. <laughs> now, well, you've just proven that in the last yeah, five I minutes. Know, so. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Okay, well, if we move on from Morton, I think we've probably got something about Morton further down. But next one on the list is Willie Gibson offering Andy Halliday outside in the middle of a game. Uh, so this is Queen of the South playing... Hearts. This this one's a bit this one's a bit low key for me. Yeah, it's like if you want someone off right, you want Willie Gibson to actually grab Andy Halliday by the lapels and chuck him over the main stand at Palmerston. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. since we didn't get that, we just got him like like gesturing with his thumb. Um, the bat like, <laughs> the, the like was just that, like Andy Halliday got like really quite worked up about it. I, I just like seeing Andy Halliday getting worked up. I'm not I'm not very keen on Andy Halliday. I don't think Andy Halliday is very good. I, I think he is, to be fair, I, I suppose he's he's had a good career for the limited player that he is, but I, I like seeing him annoyed. And he was really annoyed by Willie Gibson. And what I would say is, uh, Andy Halliday possibly had a point because I thought Willie Gibson maybe made a meal of the challenge uh, at the start. Uh, so it I can totally understand why he was worked up. Yeah, it was a wee bit of a cynical sort of attempt by Halliday to stop him but yes it was it was probably exaggerated from Gibson the the thing about Gibson the interesting thing I find about Gibson is that the sort of turnaround and uh, I think tell for you hate narrative but the, the no, turnaround no, no, and no. uh, what his career has sort of been he's, he's kind of been a he's been seen as a sort of Andy Halliday type figure and a joke figure and, no, and everything Andy, else and, Andy, then, and then you... this the, yeah Sorry, if you watch uh, tomorrow night's episode of View from the Terrace, uh, Willie Gibson is described by one pundit as uh, the best player outside the Scottish top flight at the moment. <laughs> well, well, that's the, that's the thing. Can you guess who it was? From absolutely nowhere. Uh, Joel. <laughs> Joel, that cunt, nah. You know that Willie Gibson, he came up and slapped him sideways. No, it was me that said it. <laughs> But it, yes, it, he was brilliant. He was played. He played yeah. against Dundee yeah. at the weekend, and he was absolutely superb. And he plays that position at right fullback, but he doesn't play it like a right back. He's obviously he's a he's a very talented footballer. He plays it like a central midfielder, and he always he, he doesn't make, necessarily make overlapping runs. He always sort of looks to come inside. He does different things with the ball, and it's just it's, it's great to see. And he capped the performance with an absolutely superb goal. And and long may it continue. Although I remember uh, watching him in that weirdly that match. Earlier we talked about when uh, Queen of the South beat Queen's Park 3-0 he was a, a very good performance that day as well and he was being interviewed after the match and he said that I've lost three kilos like unprompted and it was like me I remember when I did Slimming World and I lost a stone I was almost a, a, a stone in three quarters
quarters of a stone. Um, so, so really, really a good effort. But I'd, I'd tell anyone who'd listen, like you would try to work it and you're on a phone in a call centre, like getting your car tax renewed. And he'd be like, yes, it is a nice day, especially all these new clothes that I can fit into now, you know, after, after losing all that weight in the slimming world, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, I do know where he came from with that, but I thought, come on, mate, no one, you're doing well, you're doing well, but um, yeah. Did, did, bear, did bear, in mind, bear in mind, people, bear in mind people laughed when he signed for Queen of South as a, as, as a potential fullback. Everybody sniggered, but he has been, ah, he's been absolutely tremendous. What were the, did did you have meals to do as part of your slimming world, Craig? Were they, uh, no, uh, you just well, not like really. Just started started cooking for yourself and just right. not eating as much. I was in bad habits, and to be honest, I'm trying to do slim world at the moment. However, last time out, I was able to go to the gym, so a combination of the two uh, really worked. But because I'm effectively like not leaving the house, literally not leaving the house. I, I left the house today, but that was to put something in the outside bin. So, was outside the house, literally, <laughs> yes I was, but it, it doesn't necessarily count. What was uh, the, so, not uh, the combination of those two things. What was the makeup of the class? Because I, I could imagine you being uh, a, a kind of housewife's favourite, if it was full Sh- of housewives plus you. Sh- Sean, see, how, how you imagined the class to be is exactly uh-huh. how the class was. <laughs> <laughs> and and really the housewife's favourite? I wouldn't say the housewife's favourite. Um, I'd just say I, I attended. <laughs> That's probably the kindest thing that I can say. <laughs> it was good though. It worked. It worked. I would say that it, it did work. It's just that I am with the the lockdown having kicked in in March last year and not being able to go to the gym and, and someone who doesn't like exercising, like doing cardio unless it's a sport. I think it's quite easy to... Um, to to, to, to to We're not here to talk about my issues. We're here to talk about funny lower league stuff. Move it on, Andy. Move it on. Mm-hmm. We Jesus, will never forget. Tra- no, thanks, Craig. Embarrassed. Just... No, no, no. Sorry, I, we will, we will, we will never forget that Craig lost <laughs> one, one and three quarter stone at Slimming World in the summer of two thousand and nineteen. What's up next, Andy? <laughs> thanks, Craig. Yes, we will never forget, and that was the banner that Partick Thistle uh, fans unveiled at the start of the season. Which also weirdly had the badges of Strenrar and Hearts on it, um, all due to the whole league, uh, league shenanigans that went on over the summer, which ended up with uh, with all those teams relegated. Uh, is this the most tin pot thing we've got in our list? Who, All right, I thought you were going to ask if this is the most tin pot thing you've seen this week, and I was going to say no because Jimothy Spence shared a tweet earlier. Do you remember in 2013 when he was uh, quote unquote threatened by a, a Rangers supporter and didn't necessarily believe he got the support from the BBC, and a bunch yes. of Mark Aberdeen supporters unveiled a bedsheet with "We Are All Jim Spence" mm-hmm. written yeah. on the front? That's the most pathetic thing I've seen in Scottish football. This is the second most pathetic thing I've seen in Scottish football. Who's who's this banner for? Like surely, <laughs> surely, like surely, all or ninety nine point nine percent of Partick Thistle fans, Stranraer fans, and Hearts fans were mortified by this. And, and, and like, if it's supposed to be a kind of show of unity, a show of strength, and 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 kind of kind of getting it up the other thirty nine clubs, the, the fans of the other thirty nine clubs that seen this flag laughed and and were embarrassed for them. Who is this flag for? Even the person that got it made up. Must have thought to themselves, I have really fucking wasted seventy five pounds here, or, or whatever it costs. 
Uh, it might it might have been for the Hearts fans. Uh, the um, you know the the motto we will never forget. Hearts fans, you know, they, they do have a, a bit of a hard on for World War Two sloganeering. So possibly it's it not World for, War uh, One. I think World it's World War One. Listen, yes, uh, listen yes. Andy, if you are going to slight the Crazy Battalion, Battalion yes. at uh, least yes, at least sorry. get the combat situation correct <laughs> first, please. <laughs> Yes, uh, World War One. Apologies to all in McRae's battalion uh, that have offended. Can by you that. imagine there's somebody like a, a, a McRae's battalion, like great grandson, listen, where's that Andy Harold cunt getting stuff wrong? I'm not having that. Yeah, I did history um, uh, for uni as well. Um, <laughs> you, so, you'll be history if you keep yeah. that sort of stuff up. I know, but yeah, it, it was a it was a pretty. Lame. There was there was a couple other things like this, wasn't there around that time? Was it Hearts fans had their own sort of internal. Stuff going on with this, but for for Thistle and for Thistle and Stranart, at least, degree, it felt like one of the rare times where they feel like everyone's against them. I guess. Do, do you know something? See in the see in the kind of late, early summer, and then over summer, I I became so bored of this discussion. There was I as a Rovers fan who bear in mind Wraith Rovers. We know that they were the pandemic beneficiaries, so there was an element of of kind of. Schadenfreude when it comes to, to other clubs. However, there was a, a part of me that thought, well, aye, it is a wee bit of a shame for Strunrar and Partick and Hearts and, and teams that missed out in the playoffs. Of course, I thought, you know something, that is a bit of a shame, the fact that we can't finish the season and it's come to this kind of conclusion. But see, the longer it went on and the more we had statements and then articles about statements and then radio commentary on, on the statements and eventually I just thought you know something shut the fuck up and this 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 flag <laughs> at, at least was funny do you reckon like in sorry but I was, I was just going to say do you reckon like in five years time the person's like they're clearing out their, their shed and this horrible thing it's just like got spider's eggs in it and they'll be like oh, what was I doing with that I really should have spent my money more wisely They'll they'll maybe have it. They'll, they'll maybe put it down in their hall if they're painting the walls just to protect their carpet. <laughs> so there might be might quite, some kind of use. You'll be quite funny if it's like you can just imagine the journey of this flag. Like it's uh, so it's um, it's on someone's fence. Then a couple of years down the line, it's been laid down while someone paints in it. Then during another <laughs> pandemic, somebody's a body's been wrapped in it. Then you can just imagine it being sort of fu- pushed into an incinerator with this dead grandparent or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would, I would quite like to, uh, to know whether there's anyone that got a tattoo with that sort of thing on it with the three clubs. That, that's something that there can't be many of in Scottish football, uh, and, and hopefully somebody did that in a spirit of uh, cooperation. But we'll probably never know. Uh, number six on the list is Sterling Albion's Joe Biden Election Day commemorative T-shirt, uh, which probably has been sold no times. Um, Craig, what was your thoughts about this one? Well, you wouldn't believe what I'm wearing just now, Andy. <laughs> no, I can assure you, it's not a, a, a Joe Biden uh, commemorative top. But I, like, I'm going to repeat, I, at the risk of repeating stuff that wasn't a view for the terrace, because we did look at this, but the fact is, there's there's so much text in the front of the T-shirt. Mm, which is, it's incredible. You know, it's like, hysteria will remember that at the moment Joe Biden was elected President of the United States, Sterling Albion were rattling in their fifth goal at breaking. But, I mean, that's quite funny. But you will literally need to stare at someone's chest yep. for about a good like nine or ten seconds to to, to read it. It's just it's, it's very impractical. I, I was trying to think of scenarios where you would actually have enough time to read that 
that person's t-shirt. Um, maybe if you were the cocks in a rowing boat, perhaps, and that person <laughs> with the t-shirt oh, was rowing. Oh, that would be one. Or if the person, or if the person that was wearing it was in a morgue. I <laughs> <laughs> wrapped in that Partick Thistle flag. <laughs> I asked too much, too much, and the, and the font is too small. But other than that, it's good. I mean, it, it, you know, something it's it, it's different. And fair play to them. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. Impractical, very much impractical. Well, it's not impractical. I mean, you can still wear it. Wear the T-shirt it. still functions like a T-shirt. It's just it's the, the the print and the front's difficult to read. But, well, no, it is impractical because you're buying it because of the message. You're not buying it just because it's a a simple grey T-shirt. You're buying it because it has it displays that message. And as a, as a display or, of a message, it is impractical. What you could do, you could wear it back to front so someone walking behind you can, can, <laughs> can read it. You're in a queue. Um, somebody could read it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if you're walking in front of somebody and as long as your pace is approximately the same as them and you never get any further away from them, and then they can continue <laughs> to see the message as you walk away. Sean, what if you were queuing um, at ASDA at the self-service checkouts and you just uh-huh. you, you happen to be uh, with people queuing up behind you? That's me thinking, ah, damn, I really wish I had my Joe Biden uh, commemorative <laughs> T-shirt so people could I could give people something to read. I I wish I had spent that £15 on it now. Oh, it's probably still on the website, I imagine. I'm probably you can still get it, but I thought. It can't have sold out, surely. I, I can assure you it has not sold out it is still available in all sizes <laughs> remember uh, remember when remember when the, there was a guy who wanted more uh, wanted more sway over the budget of the the Wraith Rovers shop and he was adamant that they could sell 500 beach towels <laughs> And about two years, and about two years later, they still had four hundred and ninety-six, and he was allowed—he was allowed no more say in the budget. There you go. So when when a, when a, another pandemic hits Kirkcaldy, that's what the dead will be wrapped in and put into the incinerator. All these uh, Rovers beach towels. My my mum got me one for my Christmas, and I laughed for about fifteen minutes when I opened it. They're, they're down to four hundred and ninety-five. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't have one of them, so yeah. Well, uh, well there you go. Me. There's no hurry, Andy. There's loads. <laughs> uh, number. I, I don't think we're getting through this as quickly as Fowler would have wanted. No, I don't. Come on, you know, you, you just knew. You just knew that as soon as we started riffing on shit, this is going to take a whole three hours for us to get through. Yeah. Sean, do you remember when we did that podcast? That uh, was at the, the top ten, and it took a, it took us about uh, twenty minutes or something. not twenty minutes. It took us about three hours to get through. I like uh, I like when we do the show about the lower leagues and we say right we're just going to talk about five games <laughs> fucking hell we end up talking about all 15 that was it it was supposed to be nice and easy we'll talk about three games we'll talk about the three divisions three games in depth 15 minutes in one 15 minutes in that and 15 minutes in the third one podcast comes in and it's two and a half hours long <laughs> Sean and I, Sean and I, going off on mad tangents, talking about um, talking about Claude and Elka and that guy who cried when he got sacked for the handyman's job. <laughs> uh, right. Well, we'll we'll try to some degree to get back on track with it by uh, going to number seven, which is well, in fact, seven and eight are linked. It's uh, number seven is Alois, passive aggressive <laughs> Twitter man, and number eight is Hearts and Alois Twitter beef. What uh, is it about this man? Yeah, what is it? What is Al- it about this man? The, the chippiest man in Scottish football. 
possibly. I would, I would put it to you. I've, uh, I've said all I'm prepared to say in the matter. I I have it. I have a feeling. I have a a, 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 a feeling. I, I I have a feeling in my water that this man is not very keen on what Craig Telfer said about him on a view from the terrace. <laughs> I've also heard that as well. He um he he wasn't happy and felt that he deserved a a, a right to uh right right to reply. But but you know something. It was just it's, it's an unnecessary chippy. Uh, but what I do think is quite good about this because I think we you see Queen of the South are doing this as well when they call Hearts newly relegated, which I thought was quite funny. It's a good way to drive up engagement if you wind up Hearts fans. Hearts fans seem to be a, a certain uh, subsection of them seem to be very very sensitive when it comes to any sort of criticism I, and I think what, what the guy Al was found, figured out and, and then subsequently that the ball your stuff seen uh, by a wider audience and, and, and fair play but I do like how Hearts have come back particularly that one who says disclaimer may contain medicine and, and that one there I thought that's, uh, that's very funny I was uh, I was completely oblivious to this there's your there's your fucking medicine I've never I've never seen this clip never heard this clip and never seen this. Uh, never seen this newspaper report. I, I'm not entirely sure. I wonder who said it and and why he said it. There's your fucking medicine. I, I really you're, enjoy sort of. You're big, just being Allah. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I I really enjoy that. Uh, was it was it Rangers? Same old Allah always cheating. That was that, that was, was Rangers. Allah, wasn't it? That was Rangers. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, Rangers. And Allah, Allah, yeah. I um I, I I don't know what it is about Allah that that apart from their chippy social media guy, it seems to really really get it up um sort of big teams who have ended up in the in the championship but it is it is quite enjoyable um and i think i think what championship clubs have, have found in general is that if you engage hearts in any sort of way they'll bite <laughs> so uh, whether it's by um giving them a bit of grief online or whether it's by making them buy loads of tickets for an online match with yes. uh, uh, the commentator who's not very good uh, on uh, in Inverness. Then, oh, he's terrible. Uh, he's absolutely uh, ha- terrible. Yeah, Hearts, Hearts fans will bite. I know. Um, but yeah, yeah, Hearts fans basically uh, some some element anyway will uh, will be willing to snap. Wait up until all that uh, stuff. W- wait wait until the Hearts fans tune in. Well, they, they won't have to, will they? Because the game's on BBC. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say wait until they tune in and the commentator gets uh, incredibly all of Hearts black players mixed up with their white players I mean that's that feels totally impossible but that's that's what he does I, I don't know how he does it when you said that he gets their black players mixed up with their oh god with their white players say what it's, it's, uh, I'm glad, I'm he, glad, that, you, you're glad got, that you will follow up there he, he who was it who got mixed up it was Regan Henry and uh, was was it Frankie Masonda oh, uh, no you're right, so, yeah. no, you're right. <laughs> it was Duku Duku yeah. and Regan Henry fucking hell yeah. How? It, but you know someone he, he tries yeah uh, yeah. As, as, uh, as I've proven today and in pretty much all the other podcasts that I've ever been on that it's not easy just to talk uh, to nobody for even a couple of minutes so yeah you get you got to give them that but it's, it's the you ever, you ever thought Andy you ever thought Andy it might yeah. not be your game just might not be your thing <laughs> podcasting <laughs> 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 It's crossed my mind a few times, but I'm still here. Like I'm, uh, I'm like Hamilton. I'm just uh, not very good. No one particularly enjoys having me around, <laughs> but uh, you just can't get rid of me. <laughs> what, would that, what would that if Andy's Hamilton? Ricky Sean. What does what does that make you? Oh, I would be. I would. I would be lower league. I would. I would be. I would be below Hamilton. I. I don't see me in in the top tier of uh, 
of of podcasting ability. Yeah, I would say I'm like the the, the breaking city, grimly clinging on where pretty much every single person in the country wants you down. <laughs> Uh, we haven't uh, come back to the <laughs> back to the, the podcast we're supposed to be doing with uh, three jobbing podcasters. Uh, it's number nine. It's another Hearts one. It's Anne Budge's heart statement referencing wars and battle. Uh, and noticeably, she didn't confuse World War One and World War Two, but just sort of vaguely referred to Hearts losing battles but potentially winning wars it, it, it wasn't it wasn't I would say it's probably not Budge's worst statement here uh, Sean but I mean all our statements are pretty terrible now aren't they just words but, but 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 surely surely the war was staying up like surely this war for hearts was was staying in the premiership I, I'm not entirely sure what the war was if it, if it wasn't that so presumably she's if, if, if this was just a battle if getting relegated was the battle then the war is obviously the long game uh, but uh, but it, but it isn't, is it? Like where are Hearts going to be in, in in twelve months from now? They're probably still going to have Robbie Nielsen as a the manager. They'll be sitting eighth in the Premiership, and everybody's going daft. Uh, I I don't know what our war was. It was just a rubbish statement that lasted that that probably contained twenty three paragraphs, of which twenty one were unnecessary. It was quite interesting reading this back. There was only one pen she uses ellipsis. Which is a fair play. She's uh, she's she's using them less and less. Oh no no! no sorry, fuck! I'm reading it. There's a second time. Sorry, just uh, ignore me. I didn't. Uh, I, I should have uh, read it read it twice before uh, reading it. But that's this. I mean, we mentioned McCray's battalion earlier and how they got scalped in the Falklands. So I imagine that that's just playing to the gallery in that regard. <laughs> I think it was the Iraq War they were involved in. What? So it was. So it was. It was, the, it was the first Gulf War, and they all came back to the Gulf War syndrome. Yeah, that was the. I'm fairly certain it was a Boer War. It was right. Oh, fuck yeah. It was some sort of global conflict, right? We can agree. Can we agree on that at least? Can we, can, we, can, we, can we agree on that at least and move on? It was a Battle of Endor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're not actually amazingly finished with heart stuff in this. Uh, we've got number 10, uh, heart sending Bobby's Lamal to St Mirren uh, and St Mirren then having to delete tweets, taking the piss out of hearts just days before as a result. Uh, and this was the um, the heartbreaker stuff um, where St Mirren were referencing the, the win they had against hearts, which effectively kept them up and, and put hearts down. Uh, this this is the kind of, if, if Alwa is the slightly annoying side of Twitter, the St Mirren stuff was actually good. It's just a shame that they ended up having to sign Bobby's Lamal. I, I quite liked it. Was it not just because was it not just because Hearts fans took such umbrage as Lamal going there and then they referred back to a tweet from about 24 to 48 hours previously then Sitman felt like kind of almost privileged to delete it? I, I didn't really think there was there was much wrong. I mean, the describing, like having the, the hashtag heartbreaker like that's not aimed at, that's aimed at St Martin fans and St Martin fans are, were, might have been calling him that I, I don't know uh, I, I didn't think there was much wrong with that I, again another uh, another easy way to, to get engagement who, can I just ask who compiled this I, I, don't, I don't know, know I don't know I think, I think, I think I it seems got like somebody new involved. <laughs> it seems like this was this was just this, we are by proxy like Chippy Hearts fans just getting a lot of stuff off our chest. It's like all the all, all the the clubs and the people that have wronged Heart of Midlothian FC over the past like like twelve months, and this is just by proxy. We are just getting the stuff out there. 
I, I did notice this list was quite heart heavy. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, that's well, the last. That's the last. That's that's something this terrace podcast doesn't have enough of. You know. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, moving on from hearts, uh, Stephen Dobby was heckled at one point for having a small cock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see this is this is my tweet that <laughs> that was being picked out. It, it was very funny, like like it's when uh, <laughs> I, 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 Craig, are you particularly enjoying this one because it's based on your tweet? Any no, 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 no. Sure? Like whether or, whether or not Stephen Dobby has uh, has uh, engorged or, or uh, enshrined genitals is, is is nothing to nothing to do. Me, I take no pleasure from the fact another man has a small penis. That's uh, between him and his wife. What I did find funny though it's these is it the air ragazzi that were on a crane or, or climbed a tree outside the outside Somerset Park and were able to to look at and cheer and I suppose normally if you're behind the goals you'd be waving and, and doing all sorts of stuff to, to put, put Stephen Dobby off so I suppose if you can't do that the closest thing is you can get a very clear very distinct shout that he can absolutely 100% pick up making fun of the fact that his, uh, that, that he's got a small cock um, I, the seminal moment. I, I didn't think. I didn't think it was all that funny myself, to be honest. But I mean, you know what? You know what? Social media and football fans like. You mentioned the word jobby or cock or something. They go off their heads. Well, so, like, you know th- something. Six thousand two hundred thirty-nine likes tells you how popular that tweet was. Was that on your tweet? Yes. Yes. It's, it's weird. It's like sometimes you still get a you still get a like or a retweet from it. It's like somebody turning up a party like after it's finished. You know, it's like on the the day itself when it went out, my, my phone was absolutely popping off hard. But then then like it, obviously it dies down the next day and you move on to something else. But then like a month later, you still get the odd like and it is. It's like somebody pitching up at a party after it's gone or or turning up at someone's house. Oh, I saw you're selling that pair of trainers on Gumtree. Oh, they've already gone. I sold them last week. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I uh, I liked when we asked Michael Muffet about this, or Michael Moffat to give him his uh, his proper name, and we asked him if he heard it and if he liked it, and he was he was like, I I really enjoyed it. There we go then. So it'll be interesting to see if there's an, in football circles, Stephen Dobby is notorious for having a small penis uh, withered. Well, I was going to go for a kinder word, yes, for a small penis, and that's it's like an open secret in football, and that's why everyone, for Michael Moffat, liked it so much because people were pointing it out. I don't know, I don't know. I'm just imagining. It, it, it did lose much, so we've not actually referenced the word that they actually used, which is Bobby. Uh, they didn't use cock or penis or shriveled right. mannequin or whatever. Telfer you used previously. About a shriveled it. mannequin. <laughs> never, never once in my life have I referred to a penis as a mannequin. <laughs> well, it's been referred doesn't, to as doesn't that even now. rhyme with Dobie. No, I know. Well, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. It, it, it's, it loses marks for he, he does the kind of the the guy doing it does the same thing that uh, Sean does with Moffat and kind of says it in a weird way in order to make it rhyme. He says Do- uh, it's Bobby and it would be Dobie, which is obviously not how you say his name. So yeah, there's that the erstwhile Scotland striker. It might have worked yes. if it was that former yeah. Scotland striker, but this is Stephen Dobie. Yeah. Stephen Dobby's got a wee bobby. Uh, yeah, d- 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 just just lay off. That's that's my advice. Yeah. Nobody needs to hear your shouts at the field. You ever you ever been at the football and there's someone who thinks they're an absolute comedian and they're just shouting absolute trash all the time and, and swearing a lot. I the, the air guys. Uh, yes, it was quite funny. Yes, you got me numbers on, online. I didn't find it funny myself. Do you know? Do you know what I hate at the football when somebody thinks they're being funny and then they will look around to see mm-hmm. how many people are laughing. That's that's the yeah. ones I really dislike. That's like me every single week in a view for the terrace after a crack wise. 
Talking of exposed flesh, number 12, uh, Inverness's pixel system uh, tracking a bald linesman for much of the game after mistaking him for the ball. Um, is that, th- Andy, is this, do, you, do you, as a, yeah. as a, as a man who is, 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 is bald? Well, your words. Do, yeah. you describe, do you describe the back of your head as exposed flesh? Uh, not normally, no, but I've been known to <laughs> in parties, <laughs> known, to, known to parties to, to talk about it. Right? You're yeah. just struggling for a link. I was struggling for like because when I think of exposed flesh, I think of a pair of buttocks. You know, I don't necessarily yeah. think of a man's head. Yeah, true, but I mean, it, it technically does apply. It, it is flesh, and it it is exposed. No, that's, that's, here, that's, so. that, that, that's true, but it's not no, offensive. No, it you're, you're not going to get offended by a bald man. Whereas if somebody showed you their buttocks, you'd be like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if the top of a head is fleshy. I would say like maybe stomach or buttocks or I don't know moves. Yeah, but, but but there is flesh. Like, I mean, I'm not talking about how much flesh or how flabby it is. But there is literally flesh on your head, and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't know how more clearly I can I can explain that. Um, you, you can't you can't be any you can't be any clearer. No. And you know something, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, on pixel art. Is this is this the worst? <laughs> is this the worst example of it? I mean, there's there's been a number of goals that there was one. Aye, there was one uh, that, that I clipped. It was Stennis Muir playing Edinburgh City, and right from kickoff, the ball gets played. Stennis on kickoff, the ball gets played back to Callum Tappan, who launches the ball upfield, and the camera then just turns in the opposite direction. All the players push up the park <laughs> as the camera moves in the opposite direction. It's pixel. I mean, I can understand uh, why the clubs went for it, but fucking hell, is a it just, it just hasn't. Uh, for, for me, it, it, it hasn't. It's not great. It's not great. And the fact that it's zero and in and a bald man's exposed, I say a bald man's exposed flesh. Not a bald man's exposed flesh is his buttocks. That is it. Just a man's exposed flesh is his bald head. When, when you add in the word qualifier, the, the qualifier bald, then use the word exposed. You're thinking of a pair of buttocks, aren't you? Whereas you just say a man's exposed flesh, you think of the back of his head. The fact that this is zoned in on this man's exposed flesh is it just shows you how far it has to go if it can't tell the difference between a football and uh, exposed flesh <laughs> I, did, I would say Got the only the thing if he had uh, maybe the back of his neck was flabby the, then that might constitute a, a fleshy head-ish region. Oh, yeah. You were sat behind someone and neck. Their, their neck all folds up over the collar. Oh, yeah, I suppose you can, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I was thinking of Patrick. I doubt you'd be a, a, a linesman <laughs> in the SPFL with a big flabby neck, but... No. But regardless... Well, Probably not. Well, on to number 13, which I don't have a link for. Um, it's uh, the Wires Clay Davis uh, and his inexplicable fascination with Stenhouse Muir FC. Now, uh, when this is put together, uh, it did look like one of these quirky things where uh, it's Isaiah Whitlock, isn't it? Isaiah yes. Whitlock Jr. Junior, who's the, get it right. Yeah. Who's yeah, <laughs> the, um, the man who plays Clay Davis in the Wire? And it did look like he was watching Dunfermline against Hearts at the time. Um, but he, uh, no, sorry. The, he, he took a quote tweet of somebody watching Dunfermline Hearts who said, I'm probably the only person in America watching Dunfermline Hearts. And he said his catchphrase, which I'm not going to do because uh, I've embarrassed myself enough today. Uh, and he says, then, when they're playing Stenhouse Muir, let me know. It, 
Craig, this is it, it. It felt like this was maybe a, a secret love of Stenhouse Muir, but it seems like he's he's chatted about some other football teams since then. Uh, I'm disappointed. He's talked about Burnley, uh, which is uh, that's sort of like finding out a girl you've matched with on Tinder also has other matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's which is fair enough, you know. He's entitled to quite Brexity, aren't they, Burnley? Uh, yes. Brexity. Well, I th- well, I think I'm not sure the football team is, but I'm sure the area is no, um, very. Very Brexit. I, I don't know what. Um, I actually can't think of a, a Burnley player. I don't give a fuck about Burnley at all. Um, but no, no, he, so he watches. After after that happened, so so it, it blew up for want of a better word on 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 Twitter, of course. And, and a lot of people draw a lot of attention to the club, and the club said that you're more than welcome to come and watch a match. Um, Isaiah, we'll we'll. we'll We'll show you around uh, Stenhouse Muir, take you to um, the Crown, perhaps. Uh, you can go and sit in the cannons down at the old uh, shopping centre. But d- 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 there's no explanation as to where this came from. That's, that's the big thing. I, I've spoken to people at the club. I've spoken, I've spoken, yeah, I've spoken, speaking, I've spoken to people. I've spoken to people. I'm sorry, I got my, my tenses mixed up there. I have spoken to people at the club and they have no idea where it, it came from either. I think it's just we're never going to know. It's going to be like one of those bizarre uh, quirks that no one will ever have a proper answer to. And I quite have like you asked it them? in that way. As I will, Junior, I, well, I don't know. To to uh, him to talk to, I can't. Is he, like, not, on, is he not on Twitter? He is on Twitter. He's got like ah, he's got like several hundred thousand followers though. He's not going to be interested in what this chode thinks. Wait, but have you have you attempted to to ask him? Oh goodness me, no. <laughs> a lot of people why? have though. A lot of people just have. ask him. Well, I'll ask him. I'll ask him after this. Right, it'd be like when you get your mate over there fancies you. It's like mate it's too fear to tweet you, but can you tell us why you support Steny? You know something, it's, it's, Telford, it's all very well you taking the mic, but there may be a very easy way to find out why he knows about Stenis Muir. Just ask him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you could do is you could maybe get somebody with a blue tick, like Fowler or Joel, to, to ah, ask the big, big, big blue tick brigade. Channels, don't they? Aye. Have you got so a blue tick, Telford? No, I'd love one though. Well, there you go. Genuinely, no, sincerely, I would, I would, I would love to, I, I would love to, love to get one. You think one, somebody, one. you think somebody who managed to get six thousand likes about a tweet about somebody's willy would mm-hmm. have had one by now, but uh, yeah. yeah. That's a shame. Uh, right, we'll do a couple more on the <laughs> a couple more on the normal podcast, and then we'll because uh, God knows what time it is, and then uh, we'll do a few more on the the Patreon. So, at number fourteen, Queen of the South placing their commercial manager on the bench after an injury crisis. Uh, Sean, this was uh, again going back to Queen's being a bit of a shambles earlier in the season. I, I literally had no idea about this. I I read this today, and I was completely oblivious. Uh, I, I, I don't really know what to say about it. I do, was, was, was Dan Armstrong even a goalkeeper? <laughs> like, like I know he's their com- the, I know he's their community and commercial manager. But what, he was was he a, a goalkeeper before he, that? He, he was an ex-reserve goalkeeper. It said in the tweet. So yeah, so he presumably has been in goals at some point. Um, it was actually uh, I don't watch NHL at all, but it, it, I noticed that it was. About a year ago, that there was a similar thing actually happened in a uh, in an NHL game where there was a guy who was, was basically in a completely different. I think he was the, the Zamboni, is the Zamboni machine. Yes, he was that's a, right. He, he was yes, the driver of that. that. Yeah, he was the driver of that, and he came on to play for Toronto or somebody because their their goalkeeper got injured, uh, and uh, he ended up 
Uh, well, they won the game, and I, I, I don't. I was going to say he, he, had, he ended up. I was going to say he <laughs> ended up costing them the match and was never seen from the game. <laughs> no, he was, uh, it was the opposite. So he, he was the hero. So the, the only thing we were denied here was um, a chance for their community and commercial manager to end up going in goals, which would have kind of summed up Queen of the South over that first few months of the season. I think. Um, tell for anything you I've, add? I've just googled Daniel Armstrong, and he he does not look look like a goalkeeper. Do I have anything to add? No. I didn't enjoy this one and I'm disappointed to see it included. Oh, well. Uh, if only we'd had another Hearts one we could have chatted about instead. Oh, no, hang oh, on. There's like three there or are four more. more. Don't, don't, oh. don't you worry about it. <laughs> right. right. See, this is, this is the way... Will this, this nightmare ever end? <laughs> <laughs> right. Last one for just now. Uh, number 15, the SPFL chair a meeting with lower league clubs to address concerns about the leagues being halted, uh, but meeting clubs' microphones to prevent any questions. Uh, Don't have an issue with this. No. How, how, can, how can you have a Zoom meeting with 42 people all, all talking over that, each other? Yeah, who all think that they are the most important person on the call. And, and see when this was, see when the, this was initially uh, released and it was like, oh... And everybody was muted and you thought, right, there's probably going to be more to this. And then it turned out that all the clubs had uh, a chance to put their questions in in advance and uh, perhaps it would have got answered that way. You, you, can't have a, you can't have a Zoom meeting with 42 people blethering away. Yeah, it's just that's uh, yeah. You're you're absolutely. I think you're you're absolutely right, Sean. If if you were to have uh, just just forty two people squawking, it'd be like just just one big stag weekend, and no one needs to to get involved with something like that. And you know something, chairman would squawk. And and preen. I can imagine them preening. I think that this one, this one uh, I'm going to make an executive decision here and say that this was a bit of a downer to end on. So I'm going to end instead with Ricky Foster and his sports scene jumpers. So uh, <laughs> I know we've had, I know we've had three that we've I've got in pictures here. One of him with a, a rib cage, rib cage, uh, yeah, a rib one cage, with a, uh... a terrifying dog. And one with a comedy dinosaur. What's uh, what's your opinions on, on Ricky Foster's look this year? So I I had only seen I had only seen the dinosaur one, and I thought right well you know something Joe Joe would love that dinosaur one, and that's fair enough. As much as it's a dinosaur, as much as it is uh, looks like it's roaring, and you can see its teeth, it is a cartoon dinosaur, and it it looks a bit cute. Then when I started working my way through this document, I thought right well. This uh, ribcage cardigan is unusual, but fair enough. But it is the it's the angry. What is it? Rot- an Alsatian? Is that a Rottweiler? No, yeah, Rot- Alsatian, Rottweiler. Yeah, it's yeah, a Rottweiler. Yeah, the, the angry Alsatian. Rottweiler. <laughs> is <that odd>? <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you, Andy, it's not an Alsatian. The angry Rottweiler is an unusual jumper. But fair play to him. He has a he has a he's, he has a look, and he's going for it. I I I cannot criticise anybody about what they wear on television. Yes, is this uh, that that's a fair point? Is this is this him trying to do a bit of a view from the terrace then, in terms of uh, the clothes, kind of trying to bring out a bit of personality? Uh, I don't think Ricky Foster's ever <laughs> heard of a view from the terrace, let alone uh, tried to try to see one of Sean McGregor's ice cream man shirts and thought, "Fucking hell, <laughs> I need to I need to get me one of those." Uh, no, you know what? F- fair play is 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 something that that we found out recently it's like that this must be how what Princess Diana felt like in her final days where she's just hounded for every little single thing she does 
we found out to our cost that, that people really take an interest in the clothes you wear and things that, that you pitch up in uh, I, I would wear without thinking twice about it. People have got all sorts of opinions on them, which is which can be a bit difficult to get your head around to begin with. But it's just you just just ignore it. There's people I, I pretty much on a weekly basis my stuff gets slagged off. You're just like, oh, fair enough, it's your own style. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back back Ricky Foster here. Not the sort of stuff that I wear myself, but but fair play, man. Keep on uh, keep on flying the flag high. Yeah, if if uh, if that Rottweiler jumper had a like that wee palace logo on it, Fowler, you'd you'd have it on on Friday, no <laughs> doubt about it. Wait, I did, oh, I didn't realise Fowler was in this podcast, Andy. <laughs> what, what's, uh, what are you saying? What are you saying Fowler for? No. Oh, Fowler, sorry, did I say tell? Uh, I yeah. Meant, uh, well, yeah, I meant, uh, no, I meant tell. You meant, you meant tell for. Would I wear yes. it if I had a Palace logo on? Probably not. There comes a, there comes a chance. It's like, yes, you would. It's like, the, yes. no, tell for, come yes, on, you come would. on. No, 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 listen. There's, 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 there's seconds ev- hesitation. That's, that's incorrect. I wouldn't wear any of the stuff that he's got on, regardless of whether or not it had a Palace logo on it. There are things, put, yes, that may, I, they're more attractive to me because they've got that little triangle over it. But the, the world isn't governed by what Palace skateboards do and don't. And why come I get a hard time for wearing Palace? What if What if it was an angry Alsatian instead of a Doberman or Rottweiler? Oh, I, I buy two. So once I once I wore the other one into the ground of a spare. <laughs> um, go back to Ricky Foster. Just a, a quick word on. His hair colour at his age, is that something that's okay or is this a, a cry no, for No, 100% okay. I am, uh, I've spoken to my brother, my brother's a hairdresser, about getting my hair done lilac, uh, but we'll need to wait till his salons reopen before I can go and do it. I'm 34, imagine Ricky Foster's the same, same age. Ricky Foster is the spitting image of my next door neighbour, who was in a band oh, called yeah, The Wedding. Oh, yeah, that guy. And uh, he was in a band called The Wedding Present. There's an absolute oh, yeah. spit in the museum. So, uh, and, and I like Manic Stone Neighbour, so so now I can do whatever he wants with his hair. Even though he's a totally different person from somebody I like. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, on that positive note, we're going to end the normal podcast. Uh, we've got another 20 to 30 minutes talking about hearts on the Patreon coming up. <laughs> um, but uh, for now, thanks for listening. Uh, Sean, thank you. No, thank you. Craig Fowler, thank you. <laughs> and Craig Telfer, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.